good people. It's your girl, Frederica McClary Easley, back with another episode of The People Are Blunt. This is a special edition. You see all my booze on the screen. Hey, hey, hey. Christine, say hey to the people. Hey to the people. <laughs> Melanie, say hey to Happy. the people. Happy New Year. Good to see everybody finally again. 2024. Let's do it. And last but not least, Chef. My stomach is growling. Say hey to the people. What's up? Happy New Year, everyone. Yes. So look, y'all already know what it is. We're on all the platforms. There it is. YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Prime. Like, subscribe, check us out, comment, because I actually read those shits and take them into consideration. Um, and I appreciate it. Okay. So please do that. Um this is special. Today is special. This taping is special um, because we're all about being solution driven. We are all about moving forward. And that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about um, the year 2024, our fucking Lord. Okay. And the roller coaster of cannabis and what we are excited about, what we are looking forward to um, as we are entering into this space and so um yeah let's kick this off who who want to start us so my, my first question is what is something that you are you are excited about seeing the emerging of or the transition of in 2024 i think for me i'm i don't know if it's something that we're transitioning to but we did read a couple of days ago um, that the DEA has taken up the recommendation about rescheduling cannabis. And I am excited about that, mostly because I want to know what we're going to do. Yeah. I don't know how anybody else is feeling, like in our group and in the universe, but everything feels off balance. Off balance, because we're in an election year. It is literally crazy town if you're on any of the social media platforms, if you're watching the news, nothing seems like you have solid ground under your feet, right? Yeah. Like, are we going to become an authoritarian government? Are we going to stay a democracy? Are we going to, you know, have um, cannabis rescheduled? And it's still like, it's like shifting tectonic plates all the time. So I don't know if it's going to be good or bad for rescheduling. I don't think any of us know, but I am looking forward to having like, one thing in the cannabis world that's a thing we have rescheduled it to three that would be awesome and i know there's so many different people that have different perspectives farmer people are coming for us blah 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 coming for us and yet having scheduled three at least for a brief moment if all the terrible stuff is going to happen we will have banking we will have no 280e like these are physical things that i'm looking forward to because right now we're like, what's going on? What's going on? Like, not just in cannabis, but in the world. And yeah. so for me, like, I'm like, I really want to just know. I can work around what I know. It's very hard for us to work with what we don't know. And I'm not trying to start us on a low thing. You know, I'm just saying, like, in the cannabis industry, we are so used to, like, never having solid footing under yeah. our ground. Stuff changes. They change the packaging. They change how we do this, how we do that, how we do this. It would be nice if we had one thing. Yeah, that's how I feel. So I'm looking forward to that. Good or bad, I just need to know so I can decide how our company and other companies we support move forward. Yeah, 
Yeah. I um I feel that. I feel like it's it's just a want for progress because there are so many things that are um contingent upon what happens with this, right? And so it was kind of a hurry up and wait. It was like Biden made the announcement. We were waiting for, you know, HHS, like waiting for that first step. Okay, now we're to, you know, now we're to the second step. And so it's like, okay, what are you going to do with it? And when is it going to be done? And because it is an election year, are you going to like try and hold out for this until you're on the campaign trail? Um, you know, how long are we going to have to wait? But yeah, I mean, it's wanting to see some movement because they're consistently over the past couple of years, it's been safe banking. No, more act. No, you know, CA, you know, uh, CAOA. No, it's been a lot of like things being introduced and losing steam um, or not being able to get out of the Senate, not being able to get out of the house, like whatever the case may be. And so it would be nice for something to be done. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What about you, Melanie? What are you excited about? Ooh, you know me, I'm always <laughs> looking forward to the innovation. You know, finally, um, back in my home state, uh, New Mexico, the land of enchantment, been doing a lot of moves out here, super excited about a lot of those. I know we'll get into that in a minute, but um, being back home, I, I mean, I know they refer to New Mexico as a majority minority state, whatever that means, but you know, we've always been uh, a majority state uh, since we joined the union and just seeing all the innovation yeah. the innovation and the use of the plant. And um, you start to really see all the the different ways that uh, the legacy and the family and the ancestors have passed down the traditions of the medicine and now how it's being applied in modern uses. And, and it's all our folks. It's yeah. all our folks that are doing it. We're not seeing like the standard government issue, like regular, you know, gummy or, or uh, just regular freaking joint or anything like that. I mean, we're seeing true innovation by our folks and that's what I'm looking forward to and the rapid acceleration that we're able to grow our companies to. Yeah. And yeah. really quickly, I just wanted to let the audience know, if you're not following Melanie Davis on Instagram, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are, are you doing? Yeah. One of the most compelling <laughs> stories that I'm seeing is from my own, you know, chief, uh, operations officer, like she is doing an entire series about, you know, alcohol and the replacement and the history of New Mexico and how people, you know, did, were really transitioned into a terrible, a terrible drug, which is alcohol, right? Liver failure yeah. and, and addiction and all that, um, out of cannabis use, which was not addictive and didn't hurt families. And um, so I would highly recommend that you go and follow her. She's at Davis, the COO. She's at the peoples um, uh, dot New Mexico. She's at Mary James Cafe. One of the, I think one of the things about cannabis that's so important is that we understand the history that we are internally trying to write. We expect the government to do some right by those wrongs, but also how are individual companies, individual people, talking about it and molly i just want to tell you i've been glued glued to that oh thank so, you so i just wanted to just shout out that because I, I thought that was a very brave thing to do it was really cool. it's really um thanks to the support of my family i gotta be honest with you and and uh, uh allowing me the space to be honest and stand in our truth and what the story is i mean because all we've ever got here in new mexico um is negative press 
uh, around my family on one side, you know, specifically the Padilla side. Um, and, and it's taken many uh, of our uh, generations of leadership to help transition that into a different frame. But because of the war on drugs, then it separated us yet again by dividing this moral high ground and creates all of these different shifts you know, that, that caused even this inner conflict within our own homes and such. And we really just got to step away from, from that a minute and stop subscribing to that and really look at what our ancestors did. It was my great grandmother who taught me about cannabis use and how she used it. So to me, that means her great grandmother taught her. That means her great grandmother taught her. That was long before the US was even existed. My great grandmother was born in 1911, a year before we even joined the union. So we were still Mexico, you know? So to me, I mean, this is generational, gener multi-generational, hundreds of years it spans. And it's really important that we claim that. And then they turned around and then they took their grandchildren and their sons and incarcerated them. And they took away my great grandmother's medicine and her children at the same fucking time. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are the real stories and that's our truth, but this is our perseverance. And this really talks about um, the resistance of our people because we still honor the code, even in the prison pipeline, you know, there's still no snitches. We still respect the code. We will still take care of our own all the way through. Anyways, I appreciate that shout out. And I don't mean to get all somber and into that, my feels and all that no, shit stuff, but you know. When you say what you're looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to the real stories of our people, mm -hmm. the real stories, because right now it feels to me like when I come out of 2023, there was like a lot of, uh, and there's no other way for me to say it because you know how I am, a lot of whitewashing of how cannabis became legal. And that's really bullshit. That's all mm -hmm. I can say. And so I'm looking forward to the real stories, the real people and them succeeding in the legal cannabis space. So I'm really looking forward to that. I just wanted to shout out Molly because I watched that entire series and it was so profoundly affecting to me because I don't have the same story that Melanie has, right? I don't have that history. Um, I just have, not that I just have, but I'm, I'm a sick person. That's where my frame is. So it's always great for me to see somebody else's frame of how they're entering the space legally. Yeah, thank you. I, I, Melanie have had, Melanie and I have had conversations about it. I remember one, one, I guess I would say episode, right? One sharing though, where, where grandma kind of granny weighed in and was like, that made me sad, you know? Um, mm. But it makes me think of how like to varying degrees, we're all sick people, right? It may not be a physical thing, but there's a sickness in terms of our relationships and families, like things that have been broken mm -hmm. because of how this plant has been dealt with. There are mental, Precisely. you know what I mean? There's mental sickness, right? There's generational sickness in terms of, um, you know, personal acceptance. Um, I, I being from the dare era, right? Like I have to reflect mm -hmm. on how I may have viewed family members, you know, and their consumption because I drank the Kool-Aid and I was on the whole, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like how that, how that impacted relationships, right. And how like I judged people um, for something that, you know, now that I know more about it and now that, you know, I accept it, I feel different about, you know what I'm saying? So um, we, we have to, you know, I know I, I feel like language matters, words matter. And so we have to reclaim 
some of that. And so um, there are many ways of looking at sickness, right? Mm -hmm. um, and not even to be somber, but like that's the real, right? The real is that um, the plant heals. We have to normalize. We have to um, make sure that the acceptance of that is um, front and center so that we can move, continue to move through this process of healing um, on multiple levels. So that's super dope. It's super dope. Uh, Chef. What's up? And... <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> what are you excited about? Oh, so many things. I mean, just to reiterate what Christine and Melanie mentioned, um, I mean, just from the innovation, number one, is what Melanie said, like the innovation of new relationships and um, building the relationships with the different people that we'll, we will be working with um, in different states. Um, we've, we've, yeah. heard, we've had these opportunities to see what it's like in New Mexico, in Chicago, in New York, and just to see the pathway of what we're creating and what we experience in California. Um, and the hardships that we experienced, I mean, from California, I mean, even Oregon, when we had the dispensary, um, and just continuing to build our story and the narrative of how we move and how we get through all these obstacles um, is what I'm excited for. Like uh, the continued innovation of all these different um, creations that's being made from edibles to tinctures to topicals and ways that uh, the plant can be consumed um, it's continuing to grow, and um, I'm, I'm just excited of being able, or us as the people's ecosystem, being able to provide knowledge and resources to these new people that are in the industry and hoping to lessen the obstacles and get to that schedule, <laughs> that schedule change, so we could continue to, uh, you know, create this pathway for our folks. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when you think about the artistry, um, and you think about reclaiming. I don't know, I keep thinking as you all are talking, like reclaiming, reclaiming, reclaiming um, ownership of, right? And so, Christine, I know this is something that early on, um, when I when I first was coming into the space, you know, you would talk about like, I don't want to be the only person, right? Because no. I feel like the industry always highlights um, a black, a brown, you know, a uh, 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 a minority, if you will, in the business as like, look, this person is successful over here and this person is doing over there. And it's like, no, I don't want to be the only person though, right? Like mm -hmm. you, like out of thousands of people, we can't keep highlighting or only having one or two success stories. Like that has to become um, the norm is that everyone, like there's enough here for everyone to bring their innovation, to bring their artistry and to be able to eat. Yeah. 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 All right. So these are the things that we're excited about. Um, there was some foreshadowing in terms of um, what's going on in like New Mexico and relationships that are being built and things of that nature. And so like, let's tap into that. Let's tap into the tangible about what's what what's what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? So let's start in New Mexico. Um, I know we, we started out with Mary Jane's Cafe and, um, and, and we are in this, in a season of a transition, um, with the cafe. So Melanie, you want to jump into what's going on with that? 
Absolutely. So we did amazing with the Mary James Cafe, uh, did our proof of concept in six months. Uh, that's what Christine uh, gave me. That's what the bosses gave me. They were like, look, if you're going to take on this project, six months, do your proof of concept, make it work and let's see where it lands. And uh, it was highly successful. Um, so we're actually preparing to open up several more locations. Um, we'll be keeping people posted on what that looks like and where, uh, not only uh, here in the state, but um, there's looking like there's going to be some rapid acceleration of Mary James um, in some unique spaces. So I think uh, there was a lot of unique success at that level because it was centered in plant medicine. Um, it, we centered ourselves in being a CBD cafe and educating our folks around that. Um, uh, I know I've shared my stories with you about my grandfather being a veteran and um, and then having relationships like with our posts and uh, having a lot of the VFW uh, folks be able to come through and work education and stuff like that. Um, so that's been very exciting. We were able to do a number of events here. Um, we have since, uh, since we closed that first round, um, we have uh, closed and I now am using this space as my official office um, and showroom. Um, so it's the Mary James International Headquarters and our showroom uh, for the people's ecosystem. So we're able to showcase not only um, all of our um, uh, manu managed services, um, our business services that we also have, um, but what we're able to do on the manufacturing side in the state of New Mexico. And then now we're able to rapidly accelerate brands throughout our ecosystem uh, nationwide. Um, so that's been very exciting. Um, there's been amazing growth because of this um, that's forced us to be able to um, add sales uh, and distribution, um, which is a key component, as we know, to our, our brands that aren't, um, you know, the top three, the top five, the top 10, even the top 50. Um, you know, we they really need that sales piece. Um, so we're able to solve for that. And we're also able to solve for the statewide distribution piece. And we're really looking forward to taking what we have at that proprietary level uh, and share that with our network um, as we move rapidly through our states and uh, move with our, uh, our partners uh, throughout the country. Um, with that, there's um, uh, we're preparing to launch home delivery and people are probably saying, uh, 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 uh how, <laughs> um, that's because, um, we are officially launching the people's dispensary and consumption lounge here in <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico. We are super blessed to be working with an amazing partner who is also a U.S. Navy veteran. Um, he uh, is well established in the African American community. Does a lot of work. He is an author, as you know, Frederica. I introduced you. I think you even purchased uh, his children's book. Yeah, I did. I did. And, it's on our um, reading list. Yes. Yes. So um, unclear if we're allowed to disclose the name, but for now, I'll just go ahead and keep the name silent. Uh, we're very excited about our location. It's in a key area um, in a historic legacy town, uh, a legacy area of town, um, similar to the area that uh, my family is from. It was hit by the war on drugs. Um, it's in an urban area, um, but there's a lot of great innovation going on with our partners um, that have moved into New Mexico and Albuquerque, like the film industry, etc. So we're looking forward to serving our community, not only in dispensary, but also at our consumption lounge, which Jeff Charlene is going to be 
showcasing many, many different culinary skills, at, um, but um, also being able to bring home uh, products to our folks and um, get back to the traditional methods of, of healing and taking medicine to my great, somebody like my great grandmother. Um, that to me is very important. Um, so, so with that, oh, go ahead. Well, I would say one minute, cause I wanna, I wanna jump to Christine real quick on this because look, you and Chef, you know what I mean? started from the closet, right? Now we're here, but you've had retail before, right? And I know that, you know, retail is tough. Retail is tough. And there was this transition into manufacturing, into brand. Um, what about this partnership um, and this move going back into the retail space? Um, what does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. And I also ask Chef Charlene about this as well. What does it mean to you? And why was this important? Why was this a right, the right time, if you will? You're muted, boo. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Um, I think for me, it was um, finding the right partner. And this is a person that I met two years ago at MJ Biz. Randomly, they came up and talked to me and we've just kept in touch. And they reached out to us last year and they're like, hey, I got my license. I got my consumption license as well. I got my delivery license. I got my distribution. And we had already had our distribution and our manufacturing licenses um, through Melanie's company already in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really liked this person. And I felt like they were very okay. on the up and up. Um, I flew out to meet with them to look at the facility. And immediately my brain exploded with all of the possibility that we would have at that location. Yeah because we've come so far since Oregon. When we started Oregon, we were coming directly out of legacy. I mean, mm -hmm. Charlene remembers that. We didn't even know how to use metric. We were like, what's metric? Why can't I just go pick this up myself? <laughs> you know? I mean, it was crazy. And I always tell people like, I'm not mad about Oregon. I'm glad <laughs> we learned so much from Oregon. We definitely learned what not to do. Right. And so when we transitioned into manufacturing, we sold that and we put all the money back into the company. We didn't take a single dime. We put it back into the company. When we did that, um, it, was, it was never that we weren't going to do another dispensary. But what we were clear about is that we wanted to do it with the right partners, right? Mm -hmm. That it shouldn't just be us, that we can't go and get every license, just like you said earlier. Like, how do we partner and use our clout, our social capital, if you will, our actual capital, if you will, to further other people? And so we had been working on a franchise model for quite some time. Um, and this is literally the first person that we were like, this could be a people's dispensary consumption lounge. And yeah. so that is what it's going to be. It's going to be the people's dispensary and consumption lounge. And yeah. this person is going to be the first one. And I have a lot of faith in what they're doing and I'm super excited. Um, and I know that we will, we have so many connections, you know, we can bring people from, inside Albuquerque, inside New Mexico, through Melanie's very diverse network. But we can also bring national people from the larger network and introduce them into the community in a real and factual way and not in a fake, you know. Extractive way. Yeah. Way. That because part. A, lot of these, mm -hmm. a lot of the external brands that come in, come in not knowing nothing about the community they're going to be in. 
And this is something that Melanie and Charlene have both taught me. You have to be part of the community before you just come in, barrel, barrels out. And so I think that a lot of the external brands that we're bringing into, into these dispensaries, plus the internal brands of, out of New Mexico, I, th- I think we have a good flow and equilibrium. So it doesn't appear, and it's not, that just these people coming from the outside to get some money from New Mexico. No, yeah, you need yeah. to give to New Mexico. You need to hire from New Mexico. You need to be part of the New Mexico community. And I think that that's something that we've really learned. Um, and also, I think that's what makes me excited. It makes me excited to be part of a community and something very significant, I think, to New Mexico, a largely indigenous community, a very mm-hmm. large indigenous community that we certainly didn't have in Oregon, right, Charlene? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I mean, what is, you've been there for a couple of months. Like, I'm coming, I'm going to be in Albuquerque for the next few months um, in February. But Charlene's been there for a couple of months. I mean, what's been your experience? Um, well, here in New Mexico, I mean, as Christine said, I mean, there's a huge population of the indigenous folks, native folks, <clears throat> and it's the most I've ever seen um, of all the places I've been or worked or have business. And it brings it back to home, to where we come from, how we were brought up of like, like how we do things um, in business. Um, I think that's the huge thing. Cause again, like just to bring it back from Oregon and going there from legacy to something that's uh, legal um, was new to us. But <clears throat> using that experience and all the resources we have now, what we've built, and being able to share that to another community or you know um, folks that want to be in the industry and and do the same for for their their people, their family, and I mean we have so much to give, and and we always bring it back to we need to work together to really succeed and 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 push through this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Chef, I want to stay with you because I know that, you know, you've been doing work. Um, so everyone knows, right? Everyone knows if you don't know, I don't know what you're doing, but everyone knows that we have Tosi treats, right? That we have this um, access to this amazing technology um, called Unlock It, right? That, um, that allows us to have a fast acting gummy. Usually with gummies, you have to wait 45 minutes, an hour or whatever for those joints to kick in. We've all had those experiences where you take something, you forgot you took it, you take another one and it's like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, you know, unlock it, takes that part out of it, right? It, it attaches to a protein, your body knows what to do with that, you get more of the good shit. Um, and it's fast acting, right? And this is, I mean, like, this is what we need in this day and age, right? Um, and so I know a part of what you've been doing down in, um, in, in New Mexico is also working on some, some new flavors, some new offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be this, you know, this amazing unveiling of all of that as the retail, the franchise retail spot um, opens up. Can you talk about like what you're doing in terms of flavor profiles, in terms of um, uh, in terms of the work with Tosi Treats, and then also Chappelle. Like, that's that's midnight. That's the berry Ooh, right there. That's, so the berry, baby. That's, the, that's the berry, baby. That's the berry, baby. So, so. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a, I mean, it's exciting journey here in the kitchen in New Mexico. Um, just being able to take what we produced in California and then being able to get in the kitchen here and create it. I mean, recreate it. Um, it's been an awesome experience. I mean, just the R&D that we've done so far and learning how it can be different in different states, but um, ultimately is just really taking the medicine and putting it into something that's familiar with everybody. Um, and then adding the flavor, of course. Um, oh my gosh. I, I mean, the first pour that we did it, it, after the first second and, you know, just going through that and just um, having, uh, feeling the experience of when it hits and using the input that we have. I mean, again, we're fortunate to use that. I mean, there's all these different inputs that we, again, are blessed to use and utilize. Like we have different options for our, our, our um, clients to, to use. Um, so I'm excited, like, as far as what we're going to put out. Um, I don't know if you want to disclose the flavors or... Go I'm going to be honest with you. That's what's amazing about having uh, Chef Charlene as our chief innovation officer, because not only are they, you know, a celebrity chef, a, a champion, et cetera, et cetera, all of those things, but they're familiar on using all of the technologies in the cannabis space. So not only, you know, uh, the other one that you mentioned, but all the way to Asurka, um, all the way to nano emulsions, to live rosins. Um, basically, as you know, we have been, we have made sure that we have maintained ourselves as active agnostic and Chef has educated our team to be sure to be able to integrate all of the different actives um, into the innovations that our clients are coming to us at. So that's what we're really excited about. I don't want to take away from the revealing of all the different uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> gems that you were showing, Christine. You want to show them? Yeah. <laughs> all the toasty treat flavors. Look at these, these beauties. The, these are the new toasty treat flavors. Yeah. The so delicioso. Passion fruit. Ooh. We have I tropical punch. Uh huh. And this one, I just love the color, but this is Midnight Berry, yes. beautiful purple color. I think the thing that's really important to note here is what Charlene has done is has added um, other cannabinoids in. So for Midnight Berry, she's added CBN, which helps you sleep mm -hmm. really, really well. Mm -hmm. Charlene, you want to tell them the rest? Because I know this is your wheelhouse. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, as Christine said, there's CBN in the Midnight Berry. It adds a little... Uh, elevation to help you sleep. Then for the tropical punch, we have CBG to help with um, focus. And um, the flavor, I mean, it's just so delicious. Then we have the the original passion fruit, um, but this one we added THCV to add a little more energy. Um, and just to, again, like I said, the R&D through that and just the, the, the feedback that we got from some folks already um, locally that tried it and um, they're blown away. I mean, like adding additional cannabinoids is, is something very new to New Mexico um, community. Yeah. And just to be able to provide that medicine to um, folks that have certain things that need help with sleep, focus, or inflammation, and th things like that, um, or pain relief. And um, it's we got a lot of great feedback. And again, it's, 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 I'm, I'm excited to really just keep pushing that product out here. And I recently, the way I oh go ahead, Christine. I, I said recently, you know, THCV is considered an appetite suppressant, and mm -hmm. I recently somebody post and say, when are they going to realize that THCV is the ozempic but natural? 
I was like, mm. that's a good way of putting it, right? Because there's so many people on the, you know, Ozempic, Mujaro, all of those things that are happening. But here's a natural way with a regular cannabinoid for KCV that is known to be a dietary type cannabinoid. So that's really cool to me. I think it's really great for people who don't, A, can't afford Ozempic if they need yeah. it. Um, or B, don't want to take uh, a manufactured, um, you know, uh, prescription. There's an alternative. Will it work as good as Ozempic? We won't know until it's Schedule 3 and we can test it. But still. I was about to say. But test it the, here in the United the, States. Let's be clear. Test yeah. it here in the United States. Yeah. But that's the exciting part, right? Uh, going back, right? Like full circle, going back to the need for the rescheduling, right? is that we need the research, right? We have to be able to have the data. Data should be driving all of this. And the fact that we've not even scratched the surface on all of the different cannabinoids and, or, um, you know, our, the terpene profiles and what they can do and how they interact. Like, this is why it's so important, right? Like, this is why we need to do it. And we need to do it with quality fucking goods right like they have been growing for years at old miss some trash shit you know what i'm saying yeah. we need to be able to have the data to test things out with quality product right with with a quality plant right as the starting point i'll go to you melanie i just want to say like one when i'm talking about the flavors to people i say like our the og right our og passion fruit that is like the social one that is you have some networking to do you need to go out maybe you have some social anxiety or whatever have you and that's gonna chill you out right like that's that's gonna chill you uh when i talk about the various like the relaxation girl go to sleep bye-bye rock-a-bye baby yeah. you know what i'm saying it's not gonna hit you like a ton of bricks but like when you get in that bed it's going to be lights mm -hmm. out. Like, it's one of those things you're going to smooth out. You're not even going to realize, like, when you went to sleep. It's just going to be like, girl, I was gone. <laughs> and then when we're talking about, when we're talking about um, our focus, for me, that is, that is like microdosing, right? That's like everybody who is like, you know, working from home, you got all kind of shit going on. And it's like, no, I'm not going to fold the laundry right now. Like, I have to get through this presentation. And so this is what I'm going to do. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So just another way of, 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 of kind of looking at it or adding some context to it. Melanie, you were about to say something, boo? Yeah, I just wanted to add to your point in regards to research on, you know, uh, the alternative cannabinoids and THC and hemp and all it all basically is it because, yeah, because of um, how uniquely odd we're regulated here in the country. Um, we're actually losing our competitive edge worldwide. And because other countries are already studying it at that very, very deep, intimate level. And that's what makes a company like the People's Ecosystem uh, gives us a competitive edge because of our global network of different resources in individuals that we have worldwide. We're already connected to those industries that are researching it and we have access to those data points and things like that. But, but we have to understand within our, the own boundaries of our country, they're losing. They're losing because of their own regulations. And that's unfortunate. You know, they may think that they're holding us back, but they have to understand our relationships extend well beyond the boundaries of the US. Yeah. The US in of itself is losing. 
in the entire well, the economic battle and the and the knowledge battle. Yeah. Well, because the focus in the U.S. has mm -hmm. been regulate for the revenue, right? Not regulate mm -hmm. for the research or for the data or for the mm -hmm. healing. And so to your point, amazing, you know, uh, amazing point. But yeah, we're, we're losing that ground. Right. We're losing mm -hmm. that. Well, I'm, I'm saying them. I'm saying them yeah, because yeah. our country maintains our competitive edge. Yeah, it's yeah, our yeah. country. And that's unfortunate yes. because we yes. lend ourselves as a significant resource to them. So yes. I just wanted to add that to your earlier point. So thank you for letting me make Absolutely. it. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Christine, what were you about mm -hmm. to say, Bo? Well, I was going to say, um, you know, beyond the manufacturing, every product that we currently have internal to the people's ecosystem, so the people's brands are all going to be recreated with intoxicating hemp. Mm -hmm. So every this toasty treat that has THC, we're going to also make it with hemp, intoxicating hemp, which is a new buzzword. Mm -hmm. And what that will allow us to do is to finally do the thing that I've been dying to do since we first started, direct to consumer. Yep. We can't ship you THC, but we can yep. send ship you hemp derived products and one of the things that when i because i'll be honest with you when we first started they first started selling hemp derived products in texas during mm -hmm. the pandemic that's the very first mm -hmm. time i started to see them pop up and i was like very snobby i was like oh that will never work it's not real thc blah blah blah, blah. and then I've seen i'm a purist i'm a purist right <laughs> um but in the last three years we've seen such an innovation in that space that yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing this, you know, from our brands that are moving into the hemp space where they're not getting rid of their THC offerings, but they are starting to do hemp derived because you can ship it. Yep. So you can make it. So we yep. have, so I'm very excited for that, right? Yeah. Um, we're very excited to have the, you know, to have the ability to be able to do hemp derived products, to have the SOPs that are very easy to translate over to offer that as one of the services that we can do as the ecosystem in any of our manufacturing facilities. And that, that's exciting. Yeah, no. So clearly, as y'all can see, uh, we are excited about a ton. Uh, one monkey don't stop, no show, right? And this is, this is what we know to be true in terms of women, in terms of women of color, is that um, we are the vibe, we are the innovation. Um, we more often than not have to shift, have to pivot, have to make a way out of no way. And so that continues. Um, and hopefully, you know, this country uh, and hopefully this this industry that is still in infancy will wake the fuck up. You know what I mean? And, and come along for the ride. Um, before I wrap it up, I will allow all of you amazing uh, beauties to to add your parting words your two cents um and yeah definitely more to come so uh chef i'm gonna start with you what do you wanna where do you want to wrap up with with the people um i i think it's just just creating to build this pathway for all of us to succeed in this industry and continue to build and grow exponentially to success yeah yeah <laughs> Melanie Boo. 
Yes, yes. Well, you know, I'm always working here. So um, I'm just going to shout out uh, to all our folks, uh, especially here in New Mexico, or if you're going to be in town uh, this quarter or next quarter, we have several events that we're hosting. Um, everything from uh, Kerpel Magazine, uh, along with the host New Mexico Bearded Man on January 13th. We're hosting a, a nice event there. Chef is going to be doing some food demos um, at Herbin Oasis, which is an African-American woman-owned dispensary and consumption lab. So we're going to have a lot of fun there. Um, we're looking at uh, being at the New Mexico Hip Hop Awards in April. So uh, come uh, get litty lit with us there. Uh, we are launching a private educational event, uh, High Tea Sunday with Chef Charlene, which is uh, going to be a lot of unique pairings. And uh, yeah, you can expect some greatness out of that. Uh, along with the dispensary and consumption lounge that we are opening, we're looking at having a regular cookout. Um, so looking at working with our community partners there. And during Cinco de Mayo, we're going to be supporting the New Mexico Freedom Fest um, out in Mujeres Valley Campground. It's the only BIPOC campground that has um, been held um, with intention and created for folks like us um, to be able to enjoy and enjoy and educate ourselves about plant medicine. Um, this is their, uh, I think, fourth annual event. They have a beautiful uh, live stage, lots of well-known hip artists, hip hop artists come out. Um, it's just an amazing event. We start out in the morning with, you know, some stretching, yoga, community sessions, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to be judging um, a lot of the, the hash headies and uh, flower. So I'm going to have some fun doing that. And, um, and then, yeah, lots more events. So if you're in town, or uh, around just DM, uh, follow Rika, follow uh, Christine, follow all of us. Uh, we have so much going on. And if you have a brand out there, let's accelerate it because it's our folks that need to bring our folks medicine, period. Period. With a T, y'all. Christine, what mm -hmm. you got, boo? See you on the East Coast. Hey. See you on the East Coast. Um, one of the people that we supported was one of the very few but lucky folks to get their licenses in uh, New York City. So we are going to be helping them, uh, and also their delivery license, also their um, consumption license. So we're really excited about that. We'll be helping have all three of their dispensaries um, in, starting in March. Um, and we have we're going to have all of our products in those dispensaries. So we're super excited to come to the East Coast. Um, we're super excited to uh, to become part of that community. I mean, you know, we've been part of that community for quite some time. We just hired, um, I just want to give a shout out to Kate Stevens and Vicki Waste, who've just come on board with the ecosystem to do all of our East Coast onboarding and business services. And I wanted to say this one thing, which I think is very unique. Um, for the last couple of years we've been consulting we just have never told anybody we kind of like we like you we'll consult with you this is actually going to be a formalized department but the thing i think that's most important is that in the cannabis space um we are done with accelerators accelerators are not helpful anymore it's the same stuff it was really helpful seven years ago so what we've done is we've actually hired somebody who i'm not going to name right now but they have been working with our clients, people that have gone on Shark Tank, they've done that. They create one-on-one -on -one accelerators specifically for your company, specifically for what you need. Um, and I'm excited to offer that service because right now, 
I'm not, you know, poo-pooing any of the accelerators are great, but if you are beyond like, I just got a license or beyond like, and you really need to go to the next level, having a personalized accelerator that is identifying your needs and what you need to get out of the accelerator where you're not sharing it with 10 other people is a game changer. And we've tested it over the last 12 months. My latest company that we advise um, just went through it, but they presented on Shark Week. And they were like, this is unlike anything we've ever experienced because it's one-on-one. -on -one. They build that accelerator to you. So I'm super excited to bring that to the community. It's going to be amazing. And um, I want to end it by saying um, we appreciate you. We appreciate, I appreciate everyone on this call. I appreciate everybody in our community. I have appreciated everybody when there is, has been an issue who have supported us through that issue, that have been sounding boards, that have listened to us, that have found resources for us in 2024. What I see is more of that, more of that supporting each other. And however we as the ecosystem can support you, make sure you reach out to us because we're ready. We are very ready. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Look, nothing else needs to be said. I will say uh, it don't stop. We not gonna quit and we gonna stay blunt while we do it. Till next time, y'all. <laughs> Peace. Yeah.